Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, movie geeks? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. My name is Justin Winters. I'm one of the hosts of the show. The other host is taking the week off. It is the last episode of 2018 for So I Married a Movie Geek, and it's also the last fantasy movie draft of 2018. We are going on two full years of doing fantasy movie draft and tons of fun, but we had to send off this year a shit-tastic year known as 2018 by talking about... The best films of 2018, or the films of 2018. So we got four people going to be drafting tonight, one of which is myself, filling in for as a sub for someone. Um, but it's going to be interesting because the last time we did this, last year, we had to uh, run up against the... How many people? Uh, how many of these films have people seen? Is it too popular? Is it too trend? Is it too indie? What are we going to go... So there's all different t- types of strategies uh, for tonight's draft, and it's going to be interesting to see... Who chooses what strategy? So, in terms of draft order tonight, uh, before I was subbed in for a person that was unfortunately uh, befell sick at the last minute, uh, he was in the one spot. I asked the person who chose the draft order if they wanted to choose that draft order. So, that means I'm going first tonight, guys. Uh, Wielding all that power. We'll see how that goes. Karen Peterson. You know her. You love her. I know that she's been stewing since her... her, her, (laughs) Tremendous defeat on the the nine was it eighty nineteen eighty nineteen eighty so we can find work we can find you at Ward Circuit Sis and Dame you're everywhere Karen what's going on how you doing tonight I'm doing good I am so glad this year's almost over so glad but I'm I- ready to talk some awesome movies. I was about to say, are you talking about the, the year in general the the year of 2018 in film? What are you feeling? I think it's been a great year for film, and I have been excited. I got to go to Sundance in January, and so I've been excited all year. I kicked the year off right, and I think that this is one of the best first halves of the year that we've seen, and we may have a couple of movies that pop up that came out early in the year, and and I think that that's sustained it. There's been a lot of crap, but there's been some really good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. I know Karen watches a ton of movies, so she is perfect for tonight's draft. Karen, are you refreshing yourself tonight for the draft? I am drinking a Dr. Pepper. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had one of those uh, generic versions uh, today at a grocery store, like Dr. Thunder or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> every every iteration of this is magic. So um, <laughs> keeping the caffeine going tonight. Uh, welcome back to the draft, Karen. Thank you so much. Uh, in in the three spot tonight is, is my boy from North Carolina. He he was recently on on the draft, won a draft to advance in our '80s fantasy movie draft tournament. He's finally he, he's here tonight because he also sees movies probably more than I do in the theater. Talking about my boy Gerald from Two Pieces in a Podcast. What's up, dude? 
What's up, Justin? How you doing, brother? Happy to be here. Doing well, man. How are you doing this evening? How are you feeling? We're we're running up against the new year. Uh, this is the last draft of 2018. Are you excited, man? I am, man. You know, I love your show. I, I'm happy to be here. And I thought it was, I, I agree with Karen. I thought it was a great year in film. Uh, a lot of films I love. It's going to be really hard to narrow this list down because um, I saw... I started doing the letterbox thing this year, and I've seen about 85 films this year, which is probably nothing in comparison to you guys. But a lot of movies I loved, man. So I think it was a great year in film. I'm looking forward to this draft for sure. When you say you guys, you're definitely talking about Karen and JD and not me. <laughs> yeah. so. 130 so far. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, although, uh, yeah, it's amazing. JD, every time JD says he's going out to see a movie, I, I feel a twinge of just jealousy just rush over me and then i see him say like the only movies I, i'm able to go to are like late night movies sometimes so yeah. uh, i I, res- I respect the hustle um gerald are you drinking yeah. something tonight for the draft uh me yeah i just got a cup of joe man just a cup of coffee trying to uh you know stay awake for this i don't want to get caught sleeping so just uh putting back some coffee tonight well welcome back sir i appreciate it of course man uh, we already talked about the guy in the fourth spot from In Session Film, J.D. Duran. What's going on, dude? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be back. This was a ton of fun last year, so I am eager to get into it. And it's kind of funny that you mention how late I go to the theaters. And often it's, yeah, I'm, I'm there at 10 o'clock or later because it's the only time I can go. But this weekend, it just worked out that I just came from a showing of Aquaman that started at 7 p.m., and I literally cannot remember the last time I was at a theater at 7 p.m. It's been a long time. <laughs> I bet you you were like that gif of Julie Andrews and Sound of Music, just like spinning around like, this is amazing. I love this. Yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot what this was like. <laughs> There's people here. It's crazy. Oh. Oh man! Um, well, you said you had a good time last year. Is part of your good time yes. that you won la- uh, the 2017 yeah. draft? Big part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of fun winning and beating Brendan and Matt Neglia. And were you on that? I can't remember if you were the fourth person. Or I not, mean, but. I was definitely the fourth person, but but I, I definitely I, was, I think I was like fourth place or something. So sure duly yeah, lost was a lot of fun duly lost but uh like i said i think people like karen and jd who have seen uh probably three times the amount of movies that me and gerald have seen it's gonna be interesting to see how we all match up against each other and like i said the, the biggest thing is how you know how many of these movies have been seen it's always like how popular mm-hmm. is this movie how how yeah. how many people like this movie so uh i thought this was a perfect way to to end the year so uh welcome back jd We'll see if you can defend your championship, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to it. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's let's get right to it, guys. We're we're here all for the the same purpose tonight. We're doing the 2018 movies fantasy movie draft. No! Hey, what's this lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you gotta say what the fuck. Move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember balance. Make cool fight. Keep your heads up. 
Play proud. Game over. Okay, so draft order tonight was was picked by Gerald. Gerald picked the original, the OG person in the one spot, which I took over. Karen's got the two spot tonight. Gerald's in uh, the three spot. And then JD has number four, which means he'll have the last pick of round one and the first pick of round two since we snake around in a uh, in a pattern like that. So it's going to be exciting tonight, guys. Let's let's get right to it. We're going to move fast and furious to end the year in a in a quick happy spot. I got the first pick in round one. Okay, so this is huge. Um, I'm going to go, this one's pretty easy. So I'm going to go with those basically two options for what were the most popular movies of the year. And although I thought both of them were really great films, I'm going to go with my favorite of the two just by a hair. And I'm with my first pick, I'm going to take Avengers infinity war guys. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, so Avengers Infinity War, probably the movie I've seen the most out of, <laughs> out of any of these movies in 2018, partly because I have kids, but partly because I thought it was great. Um, so I think probably most people have seen this movie, which helps me, and it's pretty good for what it is. It, it, it's, it's definitely one of the best comic book films. I would put it in my top five of all time. Um... I love Thor in this movie. Uh, that's it, man. I, I thought it was great, and I think I think it's a good first pick. Anyone have qualms with the movie as a whole, as a first pick of this entire draft? Let me hear it. No, it's just no, it's just epic, man. Epic film. Uh, Marvel's just—I mean, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And this is the culmination. Can't wait to see Endgame, which is going to be the Endgame. But yeah, I think it's—I think it's great. I mean, I think it's a first rounder. I, I don't—I didn't. See it going number one, but uh, I mean, awesome movie, epic film. It's a very Justin pick, though, so I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll be able to take a take a nap uh, once I'm done with this pick. So it, it definitely wasn't come back to me. Uh, I, that's why I picked it in the one spot. Karen, do you do, do you like Infinity War? What's your thoughts? Oh, I love Infinity War, and I actually was between two films that I would like to pick first and. Infinity War was one of them. So, yeah, that's definitely a great pick. Ooh. I I mean, it's hard to go against Star Wars because I'm such a Star Wars fanatic. Uh, I mean, I'm the one that atrociously picked Last Jedi as my favorite movie of 2017. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, the the next Avengers might be uh, higher on my list. I can't wait to see it. It's just, I mean... Once you turn half of your people to dust, you're, you, I'm on board for the, the sequel. So <laughs> everyone should be turning their people to dust to, to get another sequel uh, out of me. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's it. Infinity War in the one spot. Karen, you got your first pick here in round one. What are you going to go with? All right. Well, since Infinity War is off the table, I'm going with my other first choice, which is also the top grossing movie of the year, Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing film. It's fantastic for so many reasons. Chadwick Boseman is great. Um, uh, all the women are amazing. It's you know, Ryan Coogler directs a fantastic movie, and giving him the keys to a superhero film in the Marvel franchise was just such a smart move. It's a great story. It's, you know, the action is amazing. It has one of the best car chases of any movie I've ever seen. So, you know, what's not to love about it? Great villain. Great villain, too. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, what does everyone think about Black Panther's Oscar chances? I've heard this. Uh, is, is this is this going to get a lot of Oscar noms? Karen, JD, you got your nose about what, what's going to happen with this? Oh, yeah. I think this has an actual real shot at getting in for Best Picture, and it's going to get in probably for some text, visual effects, sound sound design. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Michael B. Jordan's been killing it with the critics group. He's so. got a shot. It's an outside he's, shot. He's got yeah, a shot. He's definitely still in the yeah. conversation. I'm exercising my blood right. The challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther. He's got more noms, I believe, than... Or he's up there in the top two, I believe, in terms of noms for critics groups for supporting actors. So we'll see what the Academy does, but I think he's got a good shot for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, Karen picked number one grossing movie of of the year. So definite first rounder for me as well. Gerald, what's your round one pick, sir? Well, it was going to be Black Panther. So I'm <laughs> 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 scrambling a little bit. Um, but I tell you what. I'm gonna go, Justin. You know me pretty well. I do. I do hard overhead pretty often, and I'm gonna kind of mix it up a little bit tonight. And I'm gonna do maybe seventy percent heart, thirty percent head. So I'm gonna kind of mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna go with what I think is probably the front runner. You guys were talking about Oscars, and um, this film just wrecked me. Uh, it, it it's still with me. I saw it about six months ago, and it's still with me. Uh, just a very emotional film. One of the best. Actress performances from Lady Gaga in this film. A Star is Born, I'm going to take as my first round pick. Karen, I'll go to you first on this. What do you think about this pick? Uh, yeah, you, when I made a list of where I thought films should go, this definitely was in my list under round one as, as a possibility. I think it's a, a good pick. My personal opinion of the movie aside, I think that you can't, you can't deny the fact that people love it, audiences flock to it, and I mean, it's still playing in some theaters, so it's a good pick. I'm a, I'm a little late to everyone who I know's opinion on this movie because we we didn't watch it till like just like a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So I feel I feel all way behind, but our opinion and you can listen to our review is we're like, "Oh, this is good. Like it's good." I I think I think and I said this in our review, similar to Greatest Showman, it turned into a, just a vehicle for a good soundtrack to play in my car. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't rewatched The Stars Born since, but I've listened to the soundtrack a lot. So, I found myself nodding um, along when I was listening to your review because I was just like, "Yep, I was in pretty much complete agreement with you guys." I mean, I guess it can't it can't be a, a Star Is Born remake and be like totally different but i kind of wanted the first third of the movie is is so good i kind of wanted like a a once like day with those characters instead of what they eventually became and what happened if that makes sense so mm. uh gerald it, it obviously it, it worked for you you cried well just what, what? yeah i mean it just it, it just affected me and you know i, I i'm not saying i'm not a, a sensitive dude uh, but i you know i don't really cry in the theater but this one got a little some tears and i don't it just made me feel, you know, and I did see it early on. I saw it, I want to say opening weekend and I had not seen 
either of the originals or the original and the one with Streisand in so, so many years that I did not even really remember the story. And I didn't refresh myself when I went to see this. And I don't know, man, I'm a, I'm, I'm a sucker for Lady Gaga. <laughs> I love her. Um, I'm a little monster for sure. And I thought she just gave, gave just a tremendous performance. I mean, I, she's definitely in the conversation for Best Actress, in my opinion. Bradley Cooper and his, his directing effort. I mean, I don't. It, it just really affected me. It was, it was a movie that, like I said, it stuck with me. There's only about two or three movies that I saw this year that are still like always in the back of my mind. I can't wait to buy them on Blu-ray and that kind of thing. Uh, and A Star is Born is one of them. Black Panther is another one, by the way, which I'll reiterate got stolen from me. So <laughs> I had to mix it up. I had to mix it up a little bit. But I, I, yeah, I did love A Star is Born. It's one of my favorite movies of this year for sure. Remind me who picked the draft order. Ger- I did, Gerald. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Because I always, I always go with my heart. So I'm like, I don't want to go early because I don't have to wait forever to pick again. So I'll just go third or fourth, and just whatever movie I, is out there that I like the best, I'll take it. You know. So here, here's the ultimate question, and a way I can judge you, Gerald, is what's your favorite song from the movie? <sighs> mm, I mean, probably uh, it's cliche, but shallow. Uh-huh. I love shallow. I love the shallow. You're so man. basic, it's Gerald. You're so I know, basic. I know, I know. But I, yeah. it's it's good, brother. It gets me every time, man. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how it goes for you, man. It's definitely in the Oscar conversation. JD, you've got the the last pick here in round one, man. What are you going to choose? Uh, well, before I get to it, I'll just quickly say that I, I really liked "A Star Is Born" as well. And "Shallow" isn't my favorite song on the soundtrack, but I will say. I do think it's maybe the best utilized in the film in terms of the craft of what Bradley Cooper is doing and how he shoots that scene. It's quite effective. So I, I will certainly stand up for the song in that regard. Um, as far as my first pick here, this might be a little bit of a risk. I'm not exactly sure where it ranks in terms of box office, but it is a film that uh, hit theaters. I want to say early April or early May, maybe late April, somewhere in that time frame. And it's a film that has some pretty ardent fans. Um, it's not a film that is going to make my top 20 necessarily, but it's got a passionate fan base behind it, especially its lead actress. I am going with Hereditary for my first pick here. Um, and maybe this is a little bit of a myopic choice from me because I'm judging this purely off of the people that I follow on Twitter and how much I see this film in the discourse. And there are a lot of people that are passionately arguing for Tony Collette to be in the best actress conversation. And I'm not exactly sure if that's going to happen or not, but I see the film constantly in my feed. I've seen it featured on several top 10 lists here at the end of the year. So I think in terms of horror and how that genre has come to define 2019, I think Hereditary is maybe on top of the conversation uh, among all of the horror films. A Quiet Place might be in there, but Hereditary seems to be the consensus. This was the best horror film for many people. And I think in that regard, I feel like it's going to garner a lot of votes. At least hopefully that's my thought process behind picking it here uh, at number one, since you guys stole some pretty significant popular picks. um, I feel like, I, I'm trying to reel in the the horror fans out there 
that I feel like will really go for this film. So Hereditary is my number, my number one here. Don't you swear at me, you little shit! Don't you ever raise your voice at me! I am your mother. Divisive pick, man. Uh, v- very maybe. Very. I think it depends on which sector of film Twitter that you <laughs> ask, but. Uh, and, and in terms of mainstream audience, sure, it's it's divisive. But in terms of people who I think are going to be voting on this on Twitter, I don't think it's going to be as mainstream as, as much as it's going to be film Twitter itself. At least that's the tactic I'm, <laughs> I'm going for here. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be part of my mar- marketing ploy once the poll goes live. So if I can reel in film Twitter to, you know, to vote for this film specifically, that's that's what I'm aiming for. Because I know like my wife – or my sister or my brother, general audiences, uh, no offense, Justin, they're probably not going to see your poll. But uh, (laughs) all you lovely people that I interact with every day will, and that's, you know, kind of where I'm sinking my teeth in right now. Well, it's not, it's not divisive for me. I love it. Uh, I, I, there's only three movies this year that I, that I gave a perfect score to, and this is one of them. I thought I thought it. I mean, I know you don't like it that much because you said you weren't going to put it in your top twenty, but this is definitely probably my top five of the year. Just uh, yeah, that's fair. Just and you're just not a, alone. You're far from that. Yeah, and I mean Tony Collette. You already mentioned it. I, you know, it just really frustrates me that the Academy doesn't get in on the horror train and doesn't recognize some of these performances. And I don't want to mention too many films that might come up tonight, but there's others too in that genre that really deserve recognition, whether it's the Academy or the Globes or whatever. And I feel like there's just just kind of stigma when it's horror or even when it's comedy that they just, for some reason, they don't grab onto those performances and they're just as good, uh, if not if not a little bit more of a challenge, you know, because they're kind of outside the norm there. But I loved Hereditary. I mean, just another one of those films I mentioned to Stars Born. I went with that from a popularity standpoint. Uh, but if I was just making my personal list and I wasn't trying to get votes, Hereditary would have definitely been my number one or number two pick. How about we? How about we? nominate her for being the kick-ass star of like an unsettling family drama during most of that film's <laughs> runtime. <laughs> yeah. She she definitely did amazing at that. I also love the movie. Infamously, I've been trying to get Chrissy to watch it for months. She has refused up until this week where she finally watched it, and we are probably going to hear her opinions on it next week when we talk about our, our favorite movies uh, of the year. So... Karen, are you a and fan? I, I, go ahead, JD. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let Karen go first. Um, I, I thought as a family drama, it was really compelling. As a horror film, it didn't really work for me. But it's it's definitely got a lot of great stuff there. And Tony Collette is is good. Alex Wolf is good. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting film for a lot of reasons. And I think that the the overall, like I said, you know. As a as a family drama, I think it really works, and that I think is why this is one of those horror films. Like straight up slasher movies, those don't get recognized because there's not much to them. But when you incorporate other dynamics, other elements, that's what really makes you take atten- pay attention, and that's what Hereditary does well. I agree, and I think that's where I fall in line with the film personally as well. I think as a family drama, it's quite astounding and not just because of Tony Collette, but I think Alex Wolf is equally as good. In fact, he's in my personal top five for supporting actor. I think he's that good. And that film and so much of it hinges on his shoulders, especially in that third act. But I do agree with Karen that some of the horror 
aesthetics and elements, especially in that final 10 minutes, doesn't quite work for me, which is why it's just outside my top 20. But overall, it is a film I do like. And I also feel like I'm kind of in a minority. I feel like there's still a lot of people that love this film and will go for it. At least that's what I'm banking on. We'll find out if that's true All or right. not. <laughs> we, will, we, we will find out, J.D., but uh, l- let's move on to round two, sir. And you get your pick, your second pick right off the top of that one after Hereditary. What are you going round two? Okay, so for round two, I'm going to go with something that is a little bit more mainstream. So uh, I won't have to worry about, is Film Twitter going to go for this or not? I know Film Twitter is going to go for this. I know mainstream audiences are going to go for it as well. I'm going with Mission Impossible Fallout. My second pick, which I think is the the best, in terms of quality, the best blockbuster we got in 2018. As much as I love Black Panther and Infinity War, I just got done seeing Aquaman. I like that as well. Um, but in terms of mainstream entertainment, summer entertainment that we got in 2018, I think Mission Impossible Fall hands down takes the cake. And I think for me, it comes down to the dramatic elements of the film, I think, are stirring. I think it takes elements that we have seen from previous films, in particular Mission Impossible 3, a film that I love, but I feel like some of the la- the latter films after kind of abandoned what worked for me in Mission Impossible 3. Well, Fallout fixes that while continuing what, ha- you know, what we have seen in the previous two films uh, to really crystallize i think uh something glorious we've seen from uh the last three films in in the series and on top of that you have tom cruise out of his mind in this movie uh performing stunts that he should not be able to pull off at his age and um you know we talked about this on our show quite heavily but the lack of CGI in some of these stunts is just ridiculous. Like that, that whole um, him climbing up that rope in the helicopter and how that is shot. I equated that to almost like watching another version of the documentary free solo where he, instead of climbing a mountain, he's just, he's literally just climbing up this rope and they just had a camera there to capture it. Uh, not too dissimilar from Free Solo, and it's just it, it's it's crazy how how unique and vivid the scene is, and the film is overall, um, and 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 how practical the the film looks um, and and feels. So, um, and I, I just I love how all of that comes together, and the performances, like I said, I think across the board are are quite great. So th- this film had everything for me, and will easily make my top 20 at the end of the year. I love it. So, I, And I think a lot of people will go for it. So it's easily my second pick here. JD, I'm going to have to put you in the penalty box for mentioning another 2018 film while nominating a different 2018 film. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, although I can agree with you with this pick, I think it's uh, for me, and this is another one I came to late, and I'm super fucking pissed because I wish I would have saw this in the theater like on an, the biggest IMAX screen known to man, but... Best best action film since 
uh, Fury Road for me. Like the just wows throughout. Just like wow, this is an amazing movie. Wow, I can't believe they they pulled this off in production. Wow, wow, wow. So I think it's a a great pick. Karen, Gerald, do you agree uh, with this in round two? Oh yeah. Um, it go, was actually. Go ahead, Karen. Oh sorry. Yeah, it was actually on my list of possible round one contenders actually because it's so good. And the only thing I don't like about the Mission Impossible movies is the knowledge that Tom Cruise is probably eventually going to die making one because he, the things that oh, he does are just so insane. <laughs> like how did like oh it my is. gosh how it's does he nuts. do these things? Why does he do them? Why does he hurt my heart this yeah. way? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I should yeah. I should have gone straight to Karen knowing her tom cruise love about this so i'm sorry karen yeah. i'm yeah. sorry uh did you hear what he wanted to do with J- jimmy Ca- james cameron karen yes, by the way tom cruise in space like um please like actually in space i can't, I can't decide to- if i want that to happen or never want that to happen yes yeah yes. do it man it's do the it. only next logical step so yeah. Yeah. for both of them. i think i think we, we just gotta hope that yeah. avatar just somehow tanks and they just like okay straight to space with tom cruise for straight that movie. to space <laughs> uh, yeah. And a uh, shout out to Henry Cavill's stash in that. Am I right? <laughs> oh, oh man. yeah, that is legit, that, brother. That bathroom yeah. scene, man, gets just me so hot and bothered. Uh, it's like this is yeah. so masculine, and I love it. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It makes Justice League completely <laughs> worth it. Yep. <laughs> totally. Holy crap! <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Gerald, we're up to you in round two. What are you going with, man? All right, man. Uh, well, let's see. I wasn't actually planning on taking this quite this early, but this is my favorite film of the year. So I don't want it to slip away. JD kind of surprised me a little bit with a horror pick in round one. I thought I could get away with hoarding these a little bit, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to. So my personal favorite movie that I enjoyed the most this year is A Quiet Place. So I'm going to go ahead and okay. take that as my Ooh, second pick. Interesting. Tell, right. me, tell me more, Gerald. Well, I'm a horror junkie, as you know, and... We haven't seen anything like this, at least not in many, many, many years. I mean, it's basically a silent film, and there's very little dialogue. John Krasinski's um, inaugural directing effort is amazing. Emily Blunt, I was talking earlier, and I didn't want to give anything away, but we were talking about Tony Collette. I feel like Emily Blunt's right there as far as performance is concerned and the surroundings that she had to act in in that movie. I haven't seen Mary Poppins yet, but she's a great actor, uh, a great actress. Damn it, Gerald. Penalty box for you, too. Stop. No, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. But I just love it, man. I mean, it, it, it kind of blindsided me. I didn't really expect to like it as much as I did, uh, which I always enjoy. A, a pleasant surprise. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I really like this, man. This was one of the first movies I saw, I want to say back in March, and I remember seeing it at the time going, finally, I saw a good movie this year. And it stuck with me all the way. Nine months later, it's still the best movie that I personally uh, enjoyed. So I love A Quiet Place. I didn't want to let it slip away before round three. Uh, I, 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 this is a good pick, Gerald. Uh, we talked about this on our show. We love a good movie, that a horror fantasy that creates uh, rules uh, you know, certain rules for its 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 own location and atmosphere, and and that movie has just tons of that going on. That's one of those you just love to talk about, and obviously they're making another one, so it's gonna be interesting how they take that. But, uh, Karen, what do you think about a quiet place in round two? Oh, I love a quiet place. I actually had that on my round two list, and I I think it's a great film. And just like what I was saying with Hereditary, this is one of those horror films where 
part of why it resonates so well is because you have other elements and the family drama, particularly between father and daughter with John Krasinski and Millicent Simmons is just so great. So yeah, it's a good pick. All right. All right. Well, there you go, Gerald. You have a star is born in a quiet place already, which means Karen's got the next pick here in round two. Karen, what are you going to go with? Oh, man, there are so many directions I can go, but I'm going to go a little bit with my heart on this one. I'm going to pick a movie that I think I saw probably the most in theaters this year, and that is Crazy Rich Asians. It's, It's funny, it's delightful, it's just pure joy, and it introduced the world to Henry Golding. So, you know? Yeah. How could you not love it? I I think it's yeah, <laughs> it's such a fun movie, and uh, and the fact that you know, I mean, we talk a lot about inclusion, we talk a lot about the need for diversity in film, and the fact that it's been twenty five years since there was a movie from a studio that had an Asian American actress in a lead role is ridiculous. And it shouldn't have taken that long, but it finally happened, and it turned out to be just such a a great movie that's fun, it's lively, it's entertaining, it's hilarious, it's got an amazing cast, so I love it. JD, Gerald, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, I I love it. I think it's a great pick. I really have nothing to add. I think she nailed exactly why it's wonderful. I, I, I guess I'll just say that uh, in addition to Henry Golding, I think Constance Wu is a star. I think she should absolutely be leading more movies. And uh, I love the both of them in this film. I think they were uh, stunning uh, in their performances. And, and it is a lot of fun. And I think the uh, the filmmaking craft at times is quite wonderful as well. I'm thinking of the wedding sequence, I think is one of the more visually evocative scenes I've seen this year. So yeah, this film has a lot going for it. I think it's a wonderful pick. Gerald, you've you seen crazy, uh, crazy rich Asian. <laughs> I've seen it. I, uh, <laughs> didn't love that movie i uh i just don't want to offend anyone so i i, I guess i'll refrain I, I didn't connect with it i didn't connect with it for Fair the societal enough. impacts and you know what karen was mentioning i think is great i thought constant Wu was awesome i um and there were parts of the movie where i did giggle you know but i just didn't connect with it i felt like it was a little bit kind of cliff notes for romantic comedy um i i just wasn't a huge fan. i also saw it late you know i saw it at home on demand after all the reviews and critics loved it and everybody was raving about it. And then I was just kind of like, I mean, okay. Yeah, it was cool. But, you know, I, I can see the appeal for sure. I just didn't connect with it. Um, well, it, it's, I'm furiously trying to watch as many movies as possible as a parent screener. Uh, award screener season is like when I see most of the movies. So Christy and I are, are, are furiously going. So this is the first one that's been picked tonight that I haven't seen yet, but it's, uh, I know it's high on our, our screener pile to watch next, so I'm excited to see it. So, um, yeah, uh, Karen's got Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians already, which means there's one more pick in round two, and it comes to me, and I'm looking at my list. Um, okay. I think this might be surprising for some people. Okay, so uh, I was just talking about watching screeners. So this is a movie uh, we just watched uh, within the last week. I know I've seen some awards buzz about it, and I thought it was amazingly good. And um, 
we'll see how it goes with me after picking Avengers in the one spot. So my round two pick is uh, the favorite. Did you just look at me? Did you look at me? Look at me! How dare you? Close your eyes. So mm-hmm. I love me. I love me some Yorgos. So uh, <laughs> infamous. infamously uh we watched Dogtooth back in the day and we are in love with that movie and then every movie since then of his uh i've also loved and the favorite is just oh man it's like just pulpy frothy uh fun uh girls girls just fighting each other and you know slinging barbs i love that shit man and and this movie is 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 that and then just the the weird uh, cinematography and camera work through that movie. I was just the whole movie. I was just like, "What is going on? This is amazing." So, I recommend. This is probably one of those that maybe not everyone has seen yet, but uh, I couldn't let it slip by because it's one of my favorites of the year. The favorite. No, yeah. The favorite. Yeah. What does everyone else think about this one? I mean, Yorgos is a god, bro. I mean, he he is an absolute mastermind. This is a tremendous film. I just saw this about a week ago, and I absolutely loved it. It was going to be my next pick if it was still there. Uh, what's what's really awesome about this movie that I love is that, in my opinion, of course, it's just my opinion, these are the th- the best performances by all three of these ladies, and they all show up in the same film of their careers. It's the best that I've ever seen them on film, and they just are a trifecta. They work together. It's like a triangular crossfire. You're in the middle. You can't escape, and you're just kind of there in that moment with them, and Yorgos is a master. It's a beautiful movie. It's definitely going to be in the discussion for costume design and cinematography. Love it. I mean, the favorite's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's quite uh, awesome as well. And I think to uh, take it uh, or to, to add to what you guys were already saying about it, because I do think on the surface, it's, it's aesthetics, direction, performances are quite great. But I think one element to it that um, really amplifies it to being one of my favorite films of the year is the screenplay and not just the the biting humor that comes about and how the the actresses here really hone in on that. But there's an element to the film that, well, we see a lot about the power dynamics of the characters. The film I think is equally about the long-term ramifications of long of loss and abuse. And there's little elements to each character that I think make them somewhat redeemable, or at least you come to understand what's driving them. And it's more than just the, you know, them seeking power. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily just them yearning for that. Um, I think there's something more beyond that, something more human that I loved about those characters that makes the favorite such a, a well-rounded experience on top of its humor and its, you know, elegance and it's, you know, kind of frothy exterior. There's something really, uh, I, something really nuanced underneath that I really love about it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The favorites, one of my favorite movies of the year too. I completely agree. It's, I, I love the interaction between the three women, but I also love the fact you guys are going <laughs> to, no offense to you guys, but I love the fact that all the men in the movie are basically buffoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, sure. And it's it's just so great the way that they're treated. And I think that Nicholas Holt is actually really he is awesome. Too, tremendous. His part. Just and hilarious. You know, he's getting yeah. deservedly he's getting overshadowed by the women, but I think that he's definitely worthy of some Absolutely. He's hilarious. I think that everything about this film just really works and it's 
As much as I love all of Lanthimos's work, this is definitely my favorite of And this is his most accessible, too. It's the one that's kind of like the least kind of like mindfuck, you know? It's the least of those. <laughs> so, um, it, but it, I loved it. And it's a period of history that we don't see on screen a lot. You know, whenever you see stuff about the royal families, it's always either current stuff or it's, you know, the Tudors. And, and so to see this story about Queen Anne... So many people were like, who the hell is Queen Anne, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's yeah. great. All right. Well, great. Th- thanks for agreeing with me, guys. That's yeah, I think what we're saying is good pick, man. Good pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is a great pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. let's, let's... <laughs> that's one that I would like to have picked at round two, but I was like, oh, I don't know how many people are Yeah, that's, that's the thing for me, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just yeah. came out locally like a week ago, too. So I didn't know, you know, really, I, I think it just opened kind of nation- nationwide, too, so... So I so we're gonna start with round three now, and I'll say this before I make my next pick is number one I'm not gonna pick for a while, and then number two, uh, the movies that are higher up on my list now I probably could wait and get later on because we're getting into more, uh, you know, instead of the the the, mo- the top grossing movie of the year, it's uh, <laughs> you know movies that are have you seen it <laughs> exactly have you seen it <laughs> yeah type thing yeah, um, yeah. so. <laughs> Uh, I might get a lot of flack for picking this, but again, I'm not going to pick for a while. Uh, It's one of those recent ones that I just saw actually in the theater with my kids, and I loved it. They love it. I've been listening to the soundtrack forever since. I'm talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Great pick, man. That's a very yep. good pick. That's a very yep. good awesome movie. So, number one, What Up Danger has been playing in my car for the past week and a half, <laughs> and that that song will never leave you once you listen to it at least five times. It's kind of like uh, Beetlejuice or Candyman. You know, you, you you say it enough times, it will never leave you. Um, anyway, yeah, love it from from top to bottom, man. I think it's an amazing film. I'm, I'm recommending everyone that I know to watch it, especially if you have kids. Uh, you know, I took my my daughter. She loved it. My son, of course, loves it. Um, everything about it uh, is like a plus for me. So that's why I had to pick it in this spot. What does everyone think uh, about the film? Um, like I said, it's one of those newer ones. A lot of people haven't checked it out yet, but do so. Yeah, I gave it a per- I gave it a perfect score, man. I love it. it it's it's is a watershed animation film. I mean, there's nothing like it. It's literally a comic book come to life on the screen, especially if you're lucky enough to see it on the big screen. Just tremendous. I mean, the music's great. The comedy's great. Nicolas Cage is great. I, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just Jake awesome. Johnson, man. Uh, Jake Johnson was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was just awesome flick, man. I loved it myself as well. Also took my five-year-old to see it, and he loved it. It's just a great movie. I got to see it in 3D, and it's one of those very rare movies where I'm like, this definitely loses something if you don't watch it in 3D. Oh, wow. It was okay. spectacular. I might, nice. I might have to check yeah. that out. Uh, oh, I recommend it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> when I saw this with my kids in the theater, I started like clapping when... Uh, Lily Tomlin came up, and I was like, I, I didn't know that she was in the movie, and I was yeah. like, okay, yes, thank you, movie, for that. And I felt super old with all these kids around me. So, 
like I said, I, I think it's a, a perfect film and I think, you know, hopefully it gets lo- lots of accolades and stuff because it deserves them all. So that's my round three pick. I won't be picking for a while. Karen, you got your round three pick. What are you going with? Man, this is really hard because I really want to go with my heart. But again, we're talking movies that I don't know how many people have seen this. In fact, I know a lot of people haven't. But I love this movie so much. I've loved it ever since I saw it at Sundance back in January. I'm going to go with Blindspot. Oh, great pick. Oh, it's a great movie. Even President Obama. Yes, just yes. saw that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh man, it's it's such a um it it embraces so many things. It talks a lot about about race, but it also talks a lot about class and about um you know, things like things that are happening in neighborhoods like gentrification and all that and um just the interaction between David Diggs and Rafael Casal is fantastic. The screenplay is fantastic. The movie is hilarious at times, but really full of heart. It's got another great soundtrack. It's got one of the most amazing climactic moments that I don't want to spoil for anybody. And it's just, it's so fantastic. And if you have not had the opportunity to see it, seek it out because it's definitely, it's an interesting ride, but it's really fascinating. And it really opened my eyes to just really, you know, examining how do I look at different issues and where are my personal blind spots? And I, I just, I love that. It's uh it's teeter tottering in my top five of the year right now. I, I loved it too. I saw it late. I saw it about a month or so ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, just tremendous. I mean, for all the reasons that you said, it's important. It's an important movie, but it's also entertaining, do you know? And it was great. I loved it too. It's one of my faves of the year. Uh, I agree. It's easily in my top 10 for a lot of the reasons Karen talked about. If you haven't seen it, people listening, please, please yeah. go and seek it out. It's no so doubt. good. I, I mean, I don't know how big of a shout out you can get. You got Barack Obama and Karen in round three of the 2018 face. <laughs> so there you yes. go. You need to see blind spotting. Um, all right, Gerald, you got your round three pick next, man. What are you going to go with? All right. Well, I I can is two completely different directions of of the two movies that are still available that I absolutely love. That's basically a tie between these two films. But I'm going to go with a very poignant uh, film. It's kind of um, it's it's really Bo Burnham's portrait of a young mm-hmm. Kayla Day in eighth grade. A film called yeah. Eighth Grade. Love it. I love the pick. What does everyone else think? I love it as well. It's also in my top 10 of the year. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, for me, Bo Burnham's direction and understandably, it's his first time behind the camera. And so when it comes to award season, he just isn't as seasoned and primed like some of these other directors that are in the conversation. But Bo Burnham's direction, if I'm just looking at 2018 in a vacuum and everything that I've seen, his direction in that film is a top five candidate for me. I, he, his direction, I think, is severely overlooked. It, it is really great. I think it's as good as the screenplay, as good as anything else I've seen this year. And the way he moves the camera, the way he stages things in that movie is just unreal for someone who's never done it before. And it's, Yeah, I mean, it's the, almost the, Im- 
the pool, the pool scene alone. I'm yeah, sorry to interrupt exactly. you, but no, uh, you that's, know, that's her, a great example. Absolutely, her kind of coming out in that social situation at the pool, and you it's, know, obviously, I'm a dude, yeah. but I mean, in middle school and eighth grade, we all kind of feel that kind of you know, just kind of yeah. sense of holy that shit, fear you know, <laughs> right, right, yeah, absolutely, and he captures and, it. Yeah, and you understand her anxiety without her having to say a single word. It's mm-hmm. all in how Bo Burnham captures that moment. So, mm-hmm. and there are several others like it throughout the film. I mean, the car scene I think is one of the most harrowing scenes I've seen. Yeah, here. absolutely. You know, we got to hear for Karen. Where we're just a bunch of dudes talking about. I know. Great, and Karen's over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd like, love. I'd love to hear what Karen has to say. Absolutely, <laughs> I do love it though. <laughs> um. Well, personally, I think that car scene would have played out differently if it was uh, directed by a woman. Um, Fair. But that's probably the one scene in the movie that I was just like, uh, I'm not totally sold on this. But overall, I think the film is, uh, you know, I walked away from that much like I did last year with Lady Bird thinking, I didn't give them permission to make a movie about my childhood. <laughs> like, what the heck, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think Bo Burnham... You know, he manages to to create a a character and a story that is really relatable to so many people and very poignant mm-hmm. and very much like with Hereditary, the relationship between the father and daughter, although a much different relationship, is so beautifully portrayed. And I think that, you know, it's so important that we see good examples of dads on screen and i think 2018 has given us some of those and josh hamilton he's so good he's awesome we're there in the backyard by the fire just like oh my gosh i just i wanted to just be in that i wanted to have one of those moments with my own dad you know and it just and karen and jd do you guys see what what's the likelihood of elsie fisher getting any kind of mention what do you think uh, I don't see yeah. her getting in, but I do see Bo Burnham possibly winning first. Yeah, game. I agree with that. Uh, I was about to say, uh, along with Hereditary and A Quiet Place, uh, Eighth Grade is one of my favorite horror films of the year. So, uh, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> it's so it's so achingly real. Fall that even, category, even though it's a female at the center, the 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 themes involved are so just nostalgic overload for middle school that I was just like, oh man, this. It's just a it's amazing film that it it just does that and like I said the centerpiece relationship of the the dad and the daughter is just like perfect that it's 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 hard to forget. Gucci. I think it's a great pick, Gerald. Uh, in round three, JD. Thanks, man. You got the last pick here in round three. What are you going to choose? Well, since I went with Hereditary in round one for reasons that revolve around film Twitter and the discourse that I see there. I guess for my next two picks, I'm just going to commit to that and hope that I can wrangle in film Twitter as the primary vote for the poll. Um, and because uh, this next pick I'm going to go with did not do very well at the box office, but it slayed critically. Um, a lot of people seem to love it. A lot of people think that it's even being overlooked in terms of award season. Um, it's, Easily one of my personal favorite films of the year as well. I'm going with Damien Chazelle's First Man, starring Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy. So um, I love this film for a variety of reasons. One, I think it has one of the best scores of the year. I love Chazelle's filmmaking and how he immerses you into uh, Neil Armstrong's experience in terms of uh, Neil Armstrong's personal experience, but also 
obviously, you know, the mission of going to the moon and everything that, you know, revolves around that. And I, and I, I love how he is able, speaking of Giselle is able to, to really tap into that. But I think beyond that, and maybe I am biased here and I'm clearly willing to admit that, but Neil Armstrong's journey of what he's truly grappling with in this film in terms of grief and how to cope with that grief is one of the most moving experiences I've had since doing in session film. I can think of maybe a handful of other films, um, Arrival a few years ago, Midnight Special a few years ago, and First Man. Uh, all three of those films have have moved me emotionally unlike anything else I've experienced in the last five or six years. And, um, you know, and how the film does that, I think is remarkable. It's it, Neil is certainly stoic at times, but there's, there's so much pain driving that stoicism that I never found him emotionally void. And that's, and I love Ryan Gosling's performance in that it's easily one of my favorites of the year as well. And then you get Claire Foy's side of things, who's having to deal with this, but also having to deal with everything at home. And I love that dichotomy in the film and where that crystallizes in the end, which is what I love so much about that final shot with the glass and them touching. I think there's a lot of poignancy and great symbolism there. Um, so this is a film that understandably may not work for everybody because it is so personal and it's so specific and it's not really about going to the moon. That's kind of secondary to what the film really is about. So I can understand some people's disappointment. Um, and depending on which side of the political spectrum you sit on, maybe that will, you know, push you away as well. Um, but for me, the personal stakes of this film are just unlike anything I've seen this year. And I think it's a great film and I've seen a lot of great conversation around the film. So again, I'm, I'm picking this, hoping that film Twitter will cover a lot of votes because whenever I see the conversation on the film there specifically, uh, a lot of people love the film. Every time I tweet about it, there's lots of engagement. There's lots of conversation on it. Um, and I know that I'm far from being alone in loving this film. So yeah, this is this is one of a of a small handful that I didn't get to see. I'm waiting for it to come on demand or on video so I can actually see this one. I didn't get to catch it in the theaters, but I've heard great things about it. Karen, yeah, you know it's funny because I just am not the biggest fan of Damien Chazelle's films. I I recognize that he from a technical standpoint, makes very good, well-constructed movies, but I emotionally just can never connect to them. And First Man, I felt that way too, but this is the first one of his movies that I've actually wanted to see again because there's so much good about it that even though I feel like Gosling's Neil Armstrong is a little too stoic, a little bit too detached from everyone else, I think that the visual effects are amazing. The fact that they constructed this giant LED screen so that they didn't use green screens and everything that the astronauts are looking at, the actors are actually looking at so they get to react to what they're supposed to react to. And, you know, those touches I think are, are really, are really great. And I don't know why this movie didn't get seen more. I guess the star is born probably kind of wrecked it, but, uh, but yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a very, it's a very good film. 
we we just saw this one last night for the first time. Uh, I don't I don't understand why I haven't heard more buzz about it, but I will say that I wish I would have seen it, seen this one as well on the big screen because uh, part part of it this was a great horror movie too, as well. Like part of it, I felt like I was like a, a very an extremely technical Universal Studios ride about the, the the trip to the moon, and I was like, "Man, this is really intense." Last time I felt that intense about a space movie was probably Gravity. So I thought I thought it was great. I thought Gosling was great in it, and um, like I said, we were late to the party, but I, I think it's a a great movie and a great pick. So uh, yeah, I think I think really a lot of the disparity might come down to what Karen was saying about Gosling and and how how much you are able to tap into him coping because he is very much detached. I do not disagree with that sentiment at all. I guess the thing for me, and again, I'm completely willing to admit that I might be biased here as a father myself. And obviously as, as any parent, it's your worst nightmare, but there's something about coping with that. The idea of that, that I find really fascinating and, I, I I don't know. There's just something about Gosling's performance to me that, while detached, it was never empty. It it was it was never emotionally void. I was I was very much in tune with why he was reacting so so detachedly, and 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 I I found that captivating. So and and it very much slayed me. I mean, you get to that crater scene near the end, and I was a weeping mess. So. Um, I mean, so take that for what it's worth, I guess. But I, I do think that might be, you know, because because the craft is there. It's it's great. I don't think there's no there's no denying that. But it's how much can you draw into the emotion? And for me, I drew into it more than anything else I've seen in 2018. So well, we'll see what people think in the polls. But it's time for round four. JD, you got another pick right off of this. What do you got, man? Okay, so here is another risk because this is a film that debuted on Netflix. I mean, it did trickle out to some theaters a few weeks prior, and I was very lucky to be able to see this in a theater. I think that's what makes it one of my personal favorite films of the year. But um, And (laughs) it is a risk, but I'm going to go for it anyway because I just think it's objectively one of the best I've seen this year. I'm going with Alfonso Cuaron's Roma. Um, so here's a movie that's very personal to Quran about a person that he admired quite greatly. And in many ways, the film is really just him giving her a sweet and tender thank you. Um, and I think it's very nuanced. I think he captures her life in some very vivid and detailed ways that I think is interesting. And I think maybe more beyond that, I find it maybe more interesting when he, when our lead actress here, the lead character is away from the family. He is tapping into her life in ways that he didn't know prior. So he's having to do a lot of research and homework to really know this person more than he might've even as a child. And I just find that really interesting and, and how all of that comes about. And, the the class dynamics at play, the family dynamics at play, and where all of that crystallizes. It's it's really beautiful. And of course, a lot of people have been talking about the technical craftsmanship of the film, which is masterful. It is probably going to be nominated for Best Cinematography, might win Best Cinematography. I think it's very well earned in, in, in that regard. I think the performances across the board are great. 
Um, again, this is a very intimate film. It's a very personal film. It's on Netflix. It's a foreign language film. So in mm, terms of mainstream. JD. Yeah, mainstream. Is this going to work for you, JD? I don't I, know. I don't you- know. And that's that was my hesitant, uh, my hesitance as far as picking this. But it is a film that premiered on Netflix and instead of uh, in theaters. And when you compare that to something like Shoplifters or Cold War or Burning even, which are three films that will probably get nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, those trickled out in theaters and not really a, a ton of people saw them comparatively. Roma is coming from a director that a lot of people know and it's accessible to a lot of people and across the board critics are raving about it it's making tons and tons of top 10 lists it's winning best picture for lots of critics groups yeah and it's because definitely, of, it's definitely yeah, a ton of conversations right ton now, of conversation sure. and because it's accessible being on netflix that might spark more people to go and and want to check it out than you know they would be able to some of these other foreign language films so i do think that works in my favor and also just the fact that everyone is basically claiming it to be the best film of the year. I'm really, I guess, maybe um, hoping, you know, on that more than anything else. So I understand it's a risk, much like First Man, but I've seen so many great things about those two films set on film Twitter. And again, I'm going to really reel them in for votes here, at least I'm hoping for so. <laughs> That's JD's my strategy. Not even here. pretending that he's like not begging no. for votes. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's what, yeah. I mean that's what we're here. Right, we're here to, to pick. He's, uh, he's wearing the belt for me. We'll he's wearing votes. the belt. That's, he won last that's, year. We're, that's we're, what we're I'm gonna, here for. <laughs> I you know I wow. I will definitely see Roma before next week. It's still at the top of our pile to watch. Gerald and Karen, have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. it twice. Yeah. It's it's Ooh. one that I liked Ooh, better twice. the second time actually. Um, it's beautiful. It really is. And I think the choice to film it in black and white was wise because, I agree. um, although there's a conspiracy theory going, that's pretty hilarious on Twitter about the Jeff Wells. Yeah, version. I saw that. I wasn't going to speak gosh. his name, but yeah, <laughs> that's pretty hilarious. Jeff Wells, but. Jeff Wells. Oh my God. He's in here. <laughs> um, but With this yeah, cowboy no, hat. All right, cool. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, I do think that it's a little bit um, un- similar to First Man. I have a hard time connecting to particularly the lead character, which is played by Yulitsa Aparicio, who is- has never really done any any film acting no. before. But she's yeah, she's a teacher. Yeah, she's great though, and she's a great find. But um, it's it's really a-, a gorgeous film. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it, Justin, when you get to see oh. it. Yeah, well, we, I mean, I just talked about, he did Gravity, right, as well? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. He did Gravity. We love E.T. E- Ma- uh, Mama Tommy Yen as well. So uh, we're excited to see it. And like I said, I will see, I know it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess being on Netflix, a lot of more people have seen it that way. So we'll see how it works for JD in the polls. Gerald, we got your round four pick, man. What are you going to go with? All right, brother. I'm going to uh, circle back around to uh, kind of in the realm of horror. You know, it's hard for me to stay away from that. So I'm going to take the Nicolas Cage fever dream kind of mind fuck mm. gore fest Mandy in round four. Nice. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> movie we've talked about that I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's Justin, amazing. have you seen this? 
I have seen it. I I, okay. I was hoping this was gonna last. This is like the ultimate round five pick, but Gerald picked it up yeah, in round four. Yeah. So tell me about Gerald. Well, you know, well, you know, obviously, I love Nick Cage. I mean, he's a treasure. No pun intended. National treasure. Yeah, uh, he's but, a national know, treasure. He is. It, absolutely. He even had to make a couple movies about it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I love him. You know, this is a great vehicle for him. I mean, this is literally him just being able to just. To just cage out, man. Just get all the cageisms. That bathroom scene where it's just him in there. Uh, you, you know, you really feel that emotion, and it's kind of cheesy at the same time. But you kind of like kind of connect to what he's doing and what he what he's his character's going through. Red in the movie. It's this is a really cool flick too because it's like two parts, right? It's like a first act and a second act. And the first act is like, you know, the drama of it all. You know, it's just the family, the, the romance piece, him and his, him and his girl in the movie. And the second half of the movie is like a, a light flicks, a, a switch just turns on and it literally turns into one of the best kind of gory horrors that I've seen in recent memory. And it's a great Nicholas cage vehicle. And, uh, I loved it, man. I mean, it, it was a fun time and it, it was, it was a cool flick because it's like the first, I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes. You're kind of going, what the fuck is like, what, what is this? <laughs> And then, yeah. like and like I, I said, it. <laughs> it it just happens out of nowhere, and it's like yeah. the last hour. You're just like, holy shit, you know. Uh, it, but it's a great a great movie, man. One of my favorites of the year for sure. I love that you went for this. Like this wasn't even on my radar because again, votes. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and I thought I was taking a risk with first man at row, but at least there's <laughs> somewhat in the awards conversation. Mandy isn't being talked yeah. about at all. No, no, but it does have its ardent fans very much like Hereditary, though. So I can very much understand the pick. And it's interesting. I guess I'm just some weirdo when it comes to this film, though, because everyone seems to talk about the revenge elements of it. But I was so enamored by the first half of the film more than the revenge elements of it, like seeing that relationship develop and the cinematography and how it's shot, those red hues and how that complements what you see there. I loved it, which is what I love about that midpoint twist, because you're talking about Cage and him having his cage isms, the bathroom scene is great, but when he is tied up and he's having to react to what he is seeing, that is some of the best acting I've seen all year. And especially of cages career, it is incredibly cathartic, but very palpable. And I felt for him, uh, quite, quite a lot. It's, it's a great, great moment. And, and for me, I think that's what makes the revenge part of it. All the more satisfying is because of what preceded it. I, I legitimately thought I was on drugs during a good portion of watching this <laughs> yep. movie. I yep. watched it, I watched it around the time there was the huge fires here in California and near us there was a huge ruckus because uh part of the fires had overcome this like old nuclear plant and everybody's like, No, it's okay, it's not gonna get in the air and like, you know, spray down and zombies are gonna come up or anything like that. But I was like I think I watched it during that time and I was like, Am I on drugs or is it the nuclear plant <laughs> burning nearby that's caused this weird like I- hypnosis yeah. thing? It's it's an amazing film. I yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't know. After hereditary, I don't know if I should take but I'm like I would love to show this to Chrissy. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, you know, so I, yeah. I love that Gerald picked it in round four. That That's the good thing. Me too. Cause, I, cause, I, love, yeah. I love it. Swinging for the fences, Gerald. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Nick Cage, man. I, you know, it's good uh, Karen, you got your round four pick. What are you going to pick? All right. Well, this is one that is currently in theaters. This is um, 
actually my favorite movie of the year, but one that I was actually very skeptical of when I first heard they were doing it. I was just like, nope, that's going to be terrible. And then I saw it and it was love instantly and another great soundtrack. And that is Mary Poppins Return. Let's say you're lost in a park shore. You can give in to the dark or you can trip a little light fantastic with me. When you're alone in your room, your choice is just embrace the gloom or you can trip a little light fantastic with me. Mm, okay. Mm. I love Go this on. movie so much. I've seen it three times and I it just it makes me so happy. It's it's a sequel that really feels like a natural sequel to the first movie. And I I think Emily Blunt is incredible. I love her. I really like Lynn Manuel Miranda. I think the the cameos you get from Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury and Meryl Streep are really fun. And then Ben Wishaw, like the cast is just great. The costumes are amazing. The fact that they had to bring old animators out of retirement to teach a new generation how to do hand-drawn animation. That's so fun <laughs> because nobody does yeah. that anymore. And sure. it's just, yeah. and I love the music. I, I love it. I love the soundtrack it's it's just so fun and it's so colorful and bright and it was just like exactly the kind of happy movie that we need at the end of this craptastic year. <laughs> this is another one I have not seen had the chance to see yet. <laughs> I have seen this and I don't I didn't have the same reaction <laughs> as Karen. Here's the thing. I love Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, I mean, I'm one of the biggest Hamilton fans ever. But in this movie, and I said, Chrissy kind of said the same thing. She's another big fan. It seems like he was everywhere in the movie. Like the family would be like walking down the street, and he'd be like, "Mary Poppins, I'm behind this tree." <laughs> like he was in it more than Mary Poppins, and I was like, "I was like, dial it down just a, a little bit." Actually, that's the whole thing that I had about the movie. I was like, they just need to dial it down just a little bit. There's there there's one. Uh, cameo scene that you mentioned i was just like why is this even here i don't know like i I like mary poppins the original and i feel like that was a sadder film than this one and this one was just i don't know there was one song that really uh kind of stuck with me but the other ones were just kind of like cotton candy i don't know jd where, where did you fall um well it sounds like maybe i'm in between you guys it's a film that I liked, I didn't love it though either. I think the big thing for me is it tries a little bit too hard to mimic the original at times, um, which I didn't really care for, but especially because I, I, I think there's a central premise to the, this new Bangs family having to cope with their circumstances and that I loved. I feel like the film could have worked on its own just by focusing on that, but then tries to harken back to the original with certain, you know, visual gags or, you know, little things happening that distracted me from the experience. And I also, I also wasn't enamored by this, the music itself. Some of them are great. The, um, the one with the lights, I forget the name of the song, but that one's Triple really fantastic. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. That one is really great. 
Um, the the opening song with Mary Poppins I thought was very good in the bathtub. I, I enjoyed that one. And visually, it's great. I love all of the choreography and watching how all of that is staged and presented, which is why overall I, I like the film um, a lot. I just didn't quite love it as much as I would have hoped for. Hmm. Well, I, I definitely recommend seeing it. it, it it's, yeah. It's, oh, it's, I, I would definitely recommend it for sure. It's an interesting film. Karen, good pick. In round four, though, as well. Oh, yeah. So it you have definitely a, you, wouldn't have gone higher than that. You have an interesting list, Karen, <laughs> as I look at your list. Uh, so we're at the end of round four. I got the round four pick here. And I'm going... Wow. Let's see. I'm going with another... Definitely not getting a lot of Oscar buzz, but I was... Uh, I'm trying to sway away from... Uh, comic book films i got a couple of those i'm gonna go with one that surprised me in terms of a comedy this year i've also seen it several times because i think it's already on hbo it's a great movie to watch as you're falling asleep and that movie is game night <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of fun uh so i love a, a quick uh you know uh, good good characters good actors i thought the cast of this movie uh worked well together the script from uh Whatchamacallit from Freaks and Geeks. Uh, I think he did the the script of this one. Um, I just thought it was a really fun movie. I love Rachel McAdams. Um, anytime she's giving given something to do other than not time travel. By the way, somebody somebody put Rachel McAdams in a time travel movie and allow her to time travel, please, because that's a injustice. Anyway, she's great. B- Bateman is great in this movie as well. I just think it was a really fun film, and it surprised me in terms of you know uh, I saw it in theater, didn't have a lot of expectation for it, and came out saying that was r- a lot better than I expected, and uh, I want to take my friends. So that's Jesse why Jesse Plemons my... and the oh, Jesse Plemons, yeah. two favorite yeah. parts of that. Movie. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And actually shot 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 uh more interestingly than you would think a comedy like that would be shot uh in terms of camera work and what they got going on. So I thought it was lots of fun. What did everyone else like it? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a good time, man. Good time. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It made me want to play the- games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most uh WTF moments in film this year too, with the with the propeller scene when uh-huh. uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just interesting watching that movie because obviously it starts at a, at a game night and it becomes uh, more <laughs> traumatic and crazy from there. But you like to put yourself in in the in the character spot. Like, what would you have done if this would have happened? And and you find that happening throughout the movie when you're watching that, especially as a couple. Uh, you know, Chrissy and I watching that movie, so that's why I picked it fourth. And I love that you're never quite sure what's real and what's not, and exactly. that's really fun yeah. too. Even when yeah. you think you know, you don't necessarily. Exactly. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, so check it out if you have not seen it, Game Night. Uh, it is on guys, HBO. It is on HBO. There you go. So it is on HBO pretty much 24-7. So just check out one of those HBOs. It's always, <laughs> always playing. Uh, round five, guys. We got we got the wild card round to go. We're gonna we're running short time, so we're going to go through these. This is your last pick of the entire draft. You can go wild card, head, heart, whatever it takes. Um, so with my last pick, I'm going to pull a, probably a hard overhead. This, this movie was, you know, kind of popular, kind of controversial. We recently talked about it on our show in the last month. Uh, love me some cool brainy sci-fi. Uh, love Natalie Portman. I'm gonna go with Annihilation, guys. Ooh. 
That's a good okay. one. I love that movie. Same. Uh, uh, you know, if you haven't seen this one, definitely check it out. Um, like I said, a great female cast, a cool, interesting, creepy premise, uh, a balls out 2001 ish conclusion to a movie. Um, a great, you know, score. It looks amazing. I just love, I, I love it. it and it's definitely going to be in my top 10 of the year. So that's why I had to pick it here in the five spot. What does everyone think? Oh, yeah. That's great. I love that cast. Gina Rodriguez, I think, is is one of my favorite parts of it. She's so great. All of them are. And it's it's really... I, I just... I love the visual effects. I love everything about it. It's a good one. I was about to say, uh, <laughs> earlier, J.D. was like, I was lucky enough to see Roma in the theater. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I know, I know. especially a lot of people um, not stateside saw this on Netflix first, but I, I, I love that I saw this in the theater because it was like surround sound, like drooling into my soul, uh, <laughs> music and audio, especially during that last 10 or 15 minutes sure. of the movie. Oh, my so. gosh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely one that has resonated, you know, coming out earlier in the year. It's still, I'm still thinking about it. So that's why I picked it. So I've uh, seen it on a lot of, uh, I've seen it on a lot of year end lists too. It's, uh, it, people are remembering it, you know, Natalie Portman's a goddess. So don't get creepy, Gerald. You're almost, no, no, I meant, <laughs> I meant talent wise. I meant talent wise. Karen, what are you going to go with your last pick of the draft? Okay, so I've been thinking about this. The movie I'm going to pick, it was very small. It kind of came and went, and the people who saw it were very divided over whether it was good or bad, but I love it. Um, And that is Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I am 1,000% behind (laughs) you on this. It's so good. It's crazy. It's hilarious, but it's also creepy at times, and it's drama the actors are amazing i would 100 percent run away and enjoy chris hemsworth's cult um it's it's oh my gosh it's such a it's such a bonkers movie drew goddard is the director he's the one that did cabin in the woods yeah oh my gosh karen you just said my favorite word you just said my favorite word this is at the top of our screener pile and this is people have told me like Justin, why haven't you seen this movie? I'm like, I don't know why. I'm I'm mad at myself. And so this being picked by you and your explanation of it, Karen, has sold me. So <laughs> Yes. Uh, My job here is done. JD, it's you sound good. like a fan. Gerald, have you seen uh Bad Times? This is the third one mentioned that I haven't seen yet. Ooh. I want to very, very badly. It's actually coming out, I want to say, on Tuesday on demand, so I'm gonna be checking it out soon. I'm gonna rectify that as well. Uh so thank you for that, Karen. Uh last pick for you, Gerald, here in round five. What do you got, man? Well, uh, I mean it's a wild card round, right? So let's do it. Um this is a movie that I currently have ranked seventh uh for the year twenty eighteen of the ones that I've seen. Just again, I, I love when movies pleasantly surprise me, and I watched this literally to just fill ninety minutes when I was waiting on my wife to come home from work, and I ended up just falling in love with it. I couldn't believe how great it was. the The way it was filmed has also been a little controversial. The people that don't like this movie seem to not like it for the same reasons that I like it. Uh, I know it's underseen. I don't even know if it was released in theaters. I know it wasn't locally for me here in North Carolina, but. 
It's a film starring Joaquin Phoenix called mm. You Were Never Really Here. Damn it. You stole my Dur- last pick. <laughs> oh, did I? Wow. <laughs> All right, yeah. t- now you need to say how film Twitter is going to love it and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, directed by Lynn Ramsey. I mean, I just, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, man. I mean, I, I hope I hope that the Academy and, and the awards folks remember him from this movie. He had a great year, period. There's another one that I like to his, too, that I won't mention in case it comes up that he was in. But just always a, just always a powerful actor. And this movie is a very quiet, powerful performance. And... He just it, it literally like he's carrying the weight of the film on his shoulders, and you feel his kind of bipolarness throughout the movie. Um, it, he's sweet at times, and then he's very violent at times. The director makes choices throughout the movie that I loved, where it'll be right at the climax of of a kill or a scene, and it'll kind of just cut away, and you don't you don't see what happens, and then when it comes back, you see like a puddle of blood on the ground, that kind of thing. Um, so it was a very interesting choice, but I loved it and it left it to the imagination for me personally. It was a short film. It came in at, I think right around 90 minutes, which I also thought was great. Um, it got straight to the point. Uh, it's, it's a great movie, man. And Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors working today by far. So I loved it. Uh, you were never really here. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. This is easily one of my favorite films of the year. And Joaquin is just on another level in that film. He, he did have a great 2018, but I think this was by far his best performance. I think a lot of it has to do with the character that he's given and the way Lynn Ramsey kind of explores his dilemmas is, is fascinating. It's, it's, it's also interesting too, because I, I, I kind of equated him, his character to being like a, like a, a pseudo Avenger of sorts in that film. It's interesting to see how he takes something so, so, Beard man. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's dealing with something. Silently brooding man. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, yeah. he's taking this trauma and doing something or at least trying to do something positive with it. But it's something that's clearly affecting him in significant ways, which is what I love so much about that ending. Because even though he goes to take some sort of action in the end, he's, he's the one that's kind of being saved in the end. Um, and that, that final shot or that final scene at the dinner is, or at the diner is one of my favorites of the year. It's oh, it's crazy. So good. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Po- possibly homeless man. I'm yeah. thinking of other <laughs> Avengers he could be. Uh, I'm, I'm literally halfway through this movie as we speak. Uh, it is definitely oh, okay. uh, yeah. amazing soundtrack. I can't wait to get the soundtrack. Yeah, the score is great. Like, just like walk around LA, just like very angry. Yeah, type, you type, should type of soundtrack. <laughs> Johnny so. Grunwald, I believe, did the score for that film. He did, it's, yeah, yeah. Love him, love him. So, uh, yeah, good pick, Gerald, with your last pick, which means we're already to the last pick of this draft, and it falls on the 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 belt champion from from last year, 2017. JD, mm-hmm. what do you got, man? Well. I don't know. I was going back and forth. There are several other great films I could certainly go for, but um, and this might be a little bit of a risk too, simply because it also did not do very well at the box office. But I still think it's a very good film from a filmmaker that a lot of people respect. His previous film won Best Picture, even so. I'm going with Steve McQueen's Widows for my final pick here. Um, I, I guess I'll just throw out there. I'm not uh, entirely either in love with the screenplay or I just need to see the film 
another time or two to really, I guess, hone in on some of the nuances because on a first watch, it was a little convoluted. I felt myself getting lost in some places, but I think everything else around it is so great. This cast, the ensemble here is so great from top to bottom. I Everyone is working at the top of their game. Um, McQueen's direction, I think, is ridiculous. I love the camera work and the staging and how he uh, does some really unique things. I'm thinking of the shot uh, where the camera's on the outside of the car and we see you know, the Colin Farrell character drive from a very kind of poor urban neighborhood to his house and the camera never cuts. It's just on the outside of this car and you just see the neighborhoods changing as the car goes from one place to the next. And it is, and like that alone kind of taps into the film's themes in some really unique and interesting ways that I haven't really seen before. So I love how McQueen directs this film on top of, um, you know, the heist elements that we see in the back half of the film and what that means for these characters as well. It's just a really engrossing time at the cinema that, I still quite love, despite a few things here and there. I mean, the film overall is still quite great and clever and wonderful. So, and and surprisingly funny at times, especially with the uh, Elizabeth DeBecky character and Daniel Kaluuya. Oh my goodness! I don't know about you guys, but he terrified the living snot out of me in this film. He was so good, so good in this movie. So, um, yeah, I just I, I, there's a lot to like about it. I think. Oh, yeah. Widows is great. Um, my only problem with it was that I wanted to spend more time with everybody. I felt like yeah, then, the time that we had yeah. just wasn't enough. Yeah. Like, I would love to. This was based on a miniseries, and I would love mm-hmm. to have seen it yeah. uh, adapted into another miniseries because yeah, the characters are just so good. Um, yeah. And also, it's the same dog from Game Night. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. So both both films represented here. Good job, everybody. I love that dog. <laughs> There's been a run on the dog in game the game night in Windows, guys. Uh, He's a, he was in another movie, I believe, this um, year. So, but the same dog run- is on the Insatiable series on Netflix. Uh mm-hmm. cannot be picked tonight. So um, her name is Olivia. Inter- I think it's an interesting pick, uh, and we will we'll see how this shakes out. So let me let me read out this board to you guys, so everybody knows what everyone picked tonight. Uh, I I Justin have Avengers: Affinity War, the favorite Spider Man into the Spider Verse, Game Night, and Annihilation. Karen has Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, Blind Spotting, Mary Poppins Returns, and Bad Times at the El Royale. Gerald has A Star Is Born, A Quiet Place. Eighth grade, Mandy, and you were never really here. And JD has Hereditary, Mission Impossible, Fallout, First Man, Roma, and Widows. What does everyone think about their picks? I love how all of our lists are all so... Like, none of us have something that follows a theme. (laughs) They're kind of all over the place. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Although Gerald's run of a quiet place, eighth grade, yeah, all, so all, all over the place. <laughs> Come on, film Twitter. Oh wait, and me you were never really here. <laughs> and you were never really here. Yeah. Wait a minute, Gerald. Yeah. Uh, you know me, man. Uh, I I don't think there's like a, a really like wrong pick that, that yeah. sticks out um, among Love anyone. It. So. Uh, I mean, with with this draft, it's all about what is what is this board going to look like five years from now, since we're so close to it. Um, but like I said, it's going to be interesting what everyone thinks. So, 
Um, yeah, so the biggest thing, of course, uh, once you listen to this draft, is to go see if our poll and draft porter up on Twitter to choose who you think had the best team of 2018 films to end this final fantasy movie draft of the year. Um, let's go down the list. Thanks to Karen, Gerald, and JD for joining me tonight. We, of course, want to be able to where we, where we can find you, your podcast, your social media. Where can we find you online, Karen? Well, the easiest way to find me is to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And there you can find links to my work at Award Circuit, where we cover all things awards related. I'm also on the Citizen Dame podcast, and you can find the link to that from my Twitter and also my podcast, The Watch and Talk. Awesome. Karen, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me, Justin. This has been really fun. Awesome. And good luck with your list. Um, right behind you, Gerald, where can we find you and your podcast online, sir? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me as always, brother. You know, I appreciate it. And uh, you can the easiest thing is just go to Twitter and follow us at two P's on a pod. And that is TWO spelled out. And then you can go over to blazingcariboustudios.com and follow us and all of our other great shows on our network over there. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome. You can also, you're going to see Gerald in a few months in March. He's a part mm-hmm. of our 80s fantasy movie draft tournament, and he advanced to the semifinals there in March, so we'll see him then. Thank you. Um, always, Gerald. Yeah, brother. Awesome. J.D. Duran, where can we find you online, sir? You, you can find us at InSessionFilm.com. That's the easiest way to find uh, all the links that you need to, whether it be our podcast, social medias, we're on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. But yeah, we have uh, two podcasts that come out a week. We also have written reviews up on our website as well. And again, you can find links to everything at InSessionFilm.com. And thanks for having me as well, Justin. This was a lot of fun. Uh, win or lose, it was great to talk to you guys. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I can be invited back next year because I love doing this. <laughs> So let let's let's evaluate that uh, this week JD tried to defend his belt from last year by mm-hmm. giving the the most amounts of shout outs to film Twitter maybe ever ever you're awesome film Twitter you're awesome <laughs> uh, JD thanks man I appreciate yeah, it appreciate it thank you um, but like I said go go vote for your, your your favorite team online on our Twitter poll you can find me and my podcast you're of course listening to it we're on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and then at MovieGeekCast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, uh, this is the last podcast, of course, of 2018, but our first podcast of 2019 next week, we're going to be going down our list, both Chrissy and I, of our favorite films of the year of 2018, a top 10 from each of us. So that will be fun. We'll see how many uh, movies we can squeeze between now and then. But uh, yeah, can't wait to talk movies with everyone into the new year. Happy New Year to you all, and we'll see you in 2019.